Welcome to Transcend into Wellness, where every week we chat about all things energy, spirituality, human design, and manifestation. I'm your host, Minu, and I'm a transformational life coach and energy healer. I'll be educating you on overcoming your fears, self-limiting beliefs, and raising your vibrations so that you may achieve lasting peace and happiness. Well, hello, Christine. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. It's cooling down here in Nashville, and I have to imagine it's like really chilly up there in the D.C. area. Actually, it's not below freezing right now. I just checked, but it's cold. (laughs) Well, I don't understand whatever is happening on the planet because it'll be like in the 20s here in Nashville one night, and then it's going to be 63 on Friday. So I I don't even know anymore. I can't keep up. But yeah, it's cold right now. How about that? Um, but speaking of Nashville, Christine, I'm so excited to introduce you and everybody listening today to the uh, Spiritual Matters podcast to one of my besties in the whole wide world, Minu Ananth. And I have to say, Minu like literally came into my life at a time where I needed exactly a Minu in my life. And I just, she's never left. She's never been allowed to leave. I've never let her. Um, but she has been everything as, from a mentor and a teacher for me to a best friend. Um, we have just had the best of times hanging out as friends, but also we can talk about all the things, you know, all spiritual things, but we can also like go grab coffee and just talk about, you know, regular stuff too. Like spiritual people don't just sit around and twiddle their thumbs and talk about aliens, you know? We so, don't. I mean, sometimes I mean, we, we do, do that too. Sometimes we do, yes. Right. I mean, we do that too, but uh, but yeah, no, we talk about real life, we talk about relationships, we talk about family, you mm-hmm. know, so it's just a beautiful friendship and kinship, and I just feel like, honestly, Minu and I are soul family, and Christine and I are soul family, so I feel like, hey, we're just like a big soul family here. So yes. I want to welcome and introduce everybody. Say hey to everybody, Minu. Hey guys. Well, I am so excited to be here with both of you. Y'all are truly gifted people. And I think we are extremely fortunate, God knows, to come across each other and talk about all these things, like all the things that really matter, all the shifts that's happening around us, around us and within us and everywhere around, right? So it's like a big deal. There's so much happening collectively. And I think this podcast is just almost a necessity for people to understand what's going on. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. And speaking of podcast, Minu has a podcast, which we will be co-airing, I guess you could say, this right. episode on right. each of our podcasts, but also tune in to the Transcend Into Wellness podcast with Minu on anywhere that podcasts are are streamed, but she releases her episodes on Wednesday mornings typically. Uh, we're Mondays, but you know, hey, we're gonna actually do this one together. So we're so yep. excited to do this. This is our first time actually doing this. Exactly, and this is just the first one, guys. There's gonna be many more. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. We yes. It, we can make it a staple. So, well. Without further ado, I have to say Minu has so many things that she does, so many different variety of healing and teaching and coaching modalities at her disposal. I mean, she really is just so gifted and talented. We're going to talk about some of those today. But first, Minu, I was wondering if you could just tell us maybe a little bit about yourself, you know, of course, where you're from and how you got into uh, this type of work and really anything that feels important for us in the folks listening that don't know you yet, they want to get to Yeah, know I mean, I'm happy to do that, you know, and it's also about our journey and how we, we met and how we became friends and you know, all of that. So, uh, well, I'm born and raised um, in India from Chennai, from the South, um, for 18 years of my life. And then um, for college, for university, I actually studied in Singapore and I lived there for five years. And then I got married very early, moved to the United States and then moved to Mexico, traveled everywhere, lived in almost like five countries so far. 
and then found a second home in Nashville. So how I came about this path in, in kind of doing meditation, energy work and coaching, all the fun stuff is actually just having a passion to work with people. I've always wanted to work with people. I wanted to be a doctor when I was really young and my dad talked me out of it. <laughs> he was wow. just like, it's going to be really difficult to be a doctor when you're born in a family of non-doctors. And generally in India, it's like really difficult to establish yourself as a medical doctor if you don't have that background. So it's like, he was like, well, it's going to be challenging, yada, yada, yada. And I was a distracted teenager. So it's not like I cared enough, you know? <laughs> so all I knew was I, I had a passion to work with people. And I didn't know what that looked like at that time. Um, all I thought about was medicine at that time because I didn't know life coaching existed. I didn't know, you know, human psychology existed. There's just so many professions just in that area. And I didn't know how all that happened. And then so how I got about this is actually just through a lot of life experiences and just stumbling upon my own trial and error in life mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of being in a really unhappy place in, in you know, in my marriage. And I kind of hit a wall where I was like, I don't know what's happening around me, but, you know, I think it's something to do with what's happening inside me. So I want to explore that a little more. So I actually learned meditation and, you know, I was able to observe the inner world and the outer world rather than being attached to it. And then that led me into uh, learning energy work. And this was all in Mexico in 2015. And, you know, I stumbled upon this friend in a meetup group and she was like, I'm going to this workshop this weekend for energy healing. And I know you want to make more friends. So do you want to join me? And that's literally where it all started in 2015. So I said, yeah, energy healing. Okay, I'll give it a shot. And you know, and then I got hooked. I just literally got hooked and I never looked back. So here I am, you know, doing that for a profession full time. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. Love that. Thank that you. First step, that first introduction is really sets the tone, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's actually how Minu and I met. I was going through one of the many spiritual awakenings I think that I've had in, in this particular <laughs> lifetime and <laughs> just needed some sort of connection i think some sort of relief that you know the western trained folks really couldn't provide me i was just really really struggling and i felt like you know what i've got to try something outside the box and i got really desperate <laughs> you know right and i was like well i guess i'll give this reiki thing a try mm -hmm. and i tried to book with two other people before me knew and either they didn't have availability or they canceled. And I was like, I was really feeling, I had gone through a breakup. It was like, not pretty. And here I go stumbling into Minu's uh, home <laughs> office. And she just had a way of making me feel like very comfortable. She wasn't trying to change any of my beliefs. It was just more like, hey, just have an open mind and let's see what happens. And I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. Right, right. And I think, you know, I have to give it to you, Ryan. I think, you know, it's your openness that led to all of this greatness, right? It's like, it's almost like we have to be cracked open for the light to come in. And I think you were ready at that point to really be cracked open. And so you have allowed so much light to come in through you and you're transforming the lives of others now. And we're just so grateful that you're doing this. Oh, thank you, my friend. And Christine has... Uh, talked on the podcast previously about her own experiences with sort of being cracked open, as you say. So yes. we, all, <laughs> we all have that in common. It's it's really funny because we call it breakdown, but it's actually, I reframe it for my clients and I say it's a breakthrough. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Words are so important. They are so important the way that we frame the situation because it, that's all about perspective. Yeah, I've certainly learned that, uh, learned to not be as afraid of going through experiences because even I know now that even though they can be frightening um, or saddening or, you know what I mean, or like or can be really, really um, hard on the heart, mm -hmm. I know that if I do what I need to do, the next right thing with some guidance that the other side will be so much better. So it is a breakthrough, not a breakdown. 
Yeah, absolutely. And even when, you know, even when I have clients that say that, I always reframe it and I say, can you, can you let yourself let the light come in? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know how, because people get stuck in, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, which is the ego, right? It's like, I want to know how it happens. Mm-hmm. And so surrendering that ego and saying, I don't know how it happens, but I'm still open and I'm ready. I think that that is I think the first step to transformation and Ryan certainly had that when I saw him, I could see that. And, you know, yes. it's just been an honor, you know, Ryan to know you and work alongside you. We've done some projects together, which have been incredibly fun. And, you know, and I feel like there's a lot more to come. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm curious for those who don't know you talk to us about, tell us about what you do with your clients. I mean, like I said, you do so many different things, so you don't have to tell us all your, your trade secrets and all like all the gambit of everything. But like, if somebody was, you know, feeling like they were open to some sort of growth work, or they just really want to make their 2024 the best year ever or whatever, and they walk into your office, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you like to plug in with clients and help. Right. So basically, you know, I the first thing that I always ask is what in you are you trying to release? Because always people are like, what do you want? Right. That's the question that everybody, what do you want? Like, because it's a very like people are like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. But the the question I ask is, what are you willing to release? Because when you release is when you actually make room for any kind of transformation, whether that is money whether that is emotional, whether that is healing, whatever it is, I think it comes from letting go. So the first thing I'll ask is, what are you actually willing to let go? Or what are you trying to release? Or what is that resistance that's like holding on to you? And then when they say that, then I think about, okay, how I want to work with them. Like I I do Reiki, I do, you know, um, quantum touch, I do Terra healing, which is more you know, deeper and it's more subconscious work. I do hypnotherapy, which is also more subconscious work. And, you know, I also kind of do tapping, which I which I invented kind of like my more own modality called energy tapping, which is a combination of energy work and EFT. And it's it's more subconscious and less conscious. So and of course, meditation, like mantra meditation is my absolute favorite that I like to guide my clients through. So like I said, I do a lot of things. But I think for each person, depending on what they're going through and where they're at life, I usually customize something that'll fit their needs and then kind of get them into the process of mainly, mainly releasing stuff is, you know, because when they release stuff, they start, you know, manifesting things. It's almost like the law of vacuum, which is like when you clear the things that you don't want, you automatically make space for better rather than focusing and running and chasing towards what I need, what I need, because it's a very like graspy energy. So I don't like to work with graspy energy. I I prefer more of an alignment than chasing. So I I try to work around that approach with my clients. Law of vacuum. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's so cool. That, That is, that's, that's, I love that. You know, it is interesting. And I think it probably depends on the client. Um, you know, I mean, I, I talk to clients about adding in positive things and then working on releasing like the negative, the negative stuff, whatever the negative stuff is. If it's, if it's behaviors, for example, that's usually my go-to, but yeah. you know, the, the idea of, of just kind of, if there's stuff, if it's emotional stuff you know, and working on letting that stuff go, that's really interesting and really important to to work at it from that perspective. Right, right. And I've, I've observed that, you know, um, and, and conscious work is really great and therapy is very powerful. And we have all these tools and all of this free information and knowledge available on YouTube. And we live in that age, thank God for that. We're very blessed. And but sometimes for some people, I have noticed that just talking isn't helpful. It, mm-hmm. it brings a lot of awareness to their wounds and their pain and the healing and where they're at. But I've, I've, I've come to realize that they need something more. They need tools. They need to go deeper and kind of like release the trauma from the body, which has been stored yes. for a long time. So, you know, I, I primarily work with people that have dealt with traumas and where they've mm-hmm. been, you know, kind of going to therapy already and they're looking for something to add. 
you know, or some people that are just wanting to shift out of that therapy route and wanting to do something completely different and explore the work of, you know, energy and spirituality and see what else is available for them. So I think a little bit of like open-mindedness is definitely like important, but I have, I have to tell you, I have worked with a lot of like skeptics and they have turned around when, and Ryan, you know this, you know, like we, we get clients that, that are like, I'm curious, I don't know how it works, but I want to explore it. So I think a little bit of openness with anybody, I think it can just take them a long way. 100%. I was one of those people too at one point. And I know Ryan was as well. So we all kind of come from that perspective. And you come from a, you wanted to be a medical doctor. So you also came from that very scientific, you know, perspective. And then coming into this world, and getting the evidence that you can get really amazing, amazing effects with with this kind of healing, it can be a real mind blowing thing for for a person who's very you know Western medicine and science is God um, kind of person. So, right, absolutely. I feel like it's almost like you have to be in a kind of a curious position I'll always encourage my clients I'll say it's good to be curious you know it's okay to be curious curiosity opens a lot of gateways you know more neural pathways because now you're officially saying I'm curious so now you're the learning is exponential once you say that right so it's almost like a purgatory it's like yeah I believe in science but what is this other thing like what is this thing that people are doing which is also working and you know I've had clients that have had like chronic back pains and stuff like that and you know, in a couple of sessions, it all goes away without any medications and people are able to stop their anxiety medications and depression medications. And, you know, I always say, well, you know, I'm not a doctor. So you do you like you're having the meds and it's working for you. You do you. And if your doctor is giving you permission to taper it while you're getting help, and if it's safe for you to do that, then let's explore that and see how that happens. So, you know, it's more like welcoming everything kind of approach. It's not saying this or that because it really isn't black or white at all in healing, right? And we all know that it's just not like that. And each person is different and their the way their body responds to different modalities is very unique and subjective. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about when you were talking about your sort of initial question, you know, what is it that you want to release? That is so powerful because a lot of people get stuck. They get very, very drawn into spirituality, maybe through, for example, The Secret, which is that book about the law of attraction, which believe me, it's real. I mean, it's out there. It's it's very much real. Maybe there are parts that are embellished or kind of like commercialized or whatever, but overall that as a spiritual principle, we we believe in that. And yet also they're manifesting things that are undesired because of something that's stored deep down in their subconscious. And it's not something typically that they chose. It's something that's given to them. And they're really, really frustrated mm. because they keep making choices that aren't in their highest good because of something that has nothing to do with what they want. So it's this kind of vicious cycle that people can get stuck in. And so things like hypnotherapy or energy healing can help bring those things to the surface. And then you have to have that safe space to be able to talk about it and release it. But to your point, therapy is very effective. And yet also there are limitations to every modality. So Absolutely. just keep talking about the trauma and you're not doing anything to fix what's where it's stuck in the body. You might mm -hmm. find that it's a really long road to hoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I actually, you know, had a client um, and, you know, who had dealt with a lot of traumas and, and for her talking about it, validated it more and made it more painful. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like that became her story. And that became a conversation point that the healing never happened. And then she realized that and she came and she was just like, I think I want to heal now. I've done enough talking about it. <laughs> it's like, okay, now we're really talking now. Okay, let's do this, you know? Yes. So like you said, it's one approach fits all. It's just not going to do it for healing, you know? And that's why I kind of, when I get a client, I explore so many things. Mm -hmm. I explore different modalities. And then suddenly for with hypnotherapy, some people will just be like, whoa, I felt that for two weeks. And what was that you did? And then that happens sometimes with tapping. Sometimes it's even coaching and asking them 
really important questions that they've not thought about, which enables new neural pathways. Sometimes coaching is just so powerful, you know? So I think, like you said, Ryan, it is just everything. It is everything for some people. And for some people, it's different modalities. Yeah. Yeah. And and speaking to the memory issue uh, and bringing things up, we know that every time we, uh, we recall a memory, we are re-encoding it again every time we bring it up. And it gets encoded a little bit different and a little bit deeper every single time. So yes, traditional ther- talk therapy can be very important. I've done it. I am a 100% fan of it. But sometimes talking about that stuff over and over and over and over again can be more damaging than healing, like you said. And I am with you about trauma being held in the body and how important it is to get in touch with your body. And uh, it, it as, as healing, pro- as part of the healing process in terms of, you know, trauma and, uh, and you know, and trauma can we that can be like such a wide range of things i mean i'm sure you're talking about you know serious what anybody would consider serious trauma but there's so many little traumas too that we experience throughout our lives and then we kind of just you know pile it on uh and if we don't get rid of it in some way and a lot of times uh yoga or even weightlifting you know any sort of physical exercise that makes you really focus on your body can just ground you and help you process that stuff in in a in an unconscious way and you don't even realize you're doing it yeah, that's actually really powerful. And I, I, I think I recorded a podcast, uh, I think a few months ago, where I, I literally talked about the power of movement to release trauma. So it's interesting, you said weightlifting, and, you know, all that It's just so powerful. Because, you know, the energy, the trauma is nothing but energy, right? So the energy wants to move, we does not want to be in one place and be stuck. But the thing is, the movement of energy can come about in so many ways. And like that one, one part about it is workout, right? Like you said, other, other is actually crying. You know, sometimes I ask my clients, I'll be like, when was the last time you had a really good cry? Mm-hmm. And because that moves energy like no other, <laughs> you know? And I think there's a little bit of shame going around that now. It's like, you know, the people feel some kind of way about expressing it. Like even when I have, you know, when I'm talking to my clients, it's like, it's almost like I have to re-ensure that this is extremely safe. Everything is welcome. Everything is accepted. And I even conducted a sacred rage ritual for one of my clients and she absolutely loved it and released years of trauma Mm -hmm. because it's just, you just don't know how you need to process that. And it's really unique and different for each person. And so I think, you know, there's so many ways of releasing it. And especially when it's like, like what, you know, like Christine said, when it's in the body, you got to get a little more creative than just talking. So it's, I'm so curious, Minu, like, I think you and I both share this phenomenon and I'm, I'm guessing Christine, you're the same way, but you tell me, but a lot of times we'll see clients talking about some very similar themes or topics, or they're coming in with similar, it's almost like they come in in waves, almost as though like there's a collective being impacted on some level. And, you know, like I'll just have three people come in and they'll be like, I just didn't sleep well this week. And, you know, you know, then I'll have like four new clients, like, thank God, you know, they all sign up and that's great. And I love meeting new people but they'll all be dealing with relationship issues. And the next wave of new clients, they just can't seem to get that promotion or that job. And so it's like almost like there's thematically certain waves of people. So I'm going to geek out for a minute because I have two other people on the podcast now that do similar work. So like, what is y'all's experience? Like, Mina, do you have that same thing happen? I mean, yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago, especially when the seasonal changes happened, I had these wave of clients all coming in saying they do not feel okay. Like they are just not okay. They're either depressed or something's going on. They don't even, the thing is, they don't even know why they're sad has been some kind of a theme. It's like some people know why they're sad. Some people don't know why they're sad. 
So when, you know, that theme kind of happens, right? Like the way I coach them is, is it okay for you to let go of the why? Mm -hmm. Because the why can sometimes be a rabbit hole. Because the reason people like to know is to fulfill the ego. It's like, I need to know exactly why I was sad at 8.05 a.m. Really? Do you really need to know? It's like, <laughs> so, you know, for them, I, I just, I make it a lot easier. And I'll just say, okay, if we, if the why didn't exist, what's alive and present now? What's the energy that's alive and present now? And let's work with that is kind of the approach I take them to. And then when we sit with the energy on what's alive and present now, when we move through it, the energy is instantly gone. Mm -hmm. yeah so you know there was a time when like of course I was I keep up with the full moons I keep up with the retrogrades and don't get me wrong I believe in all of that because especially because I'm sensitive I can feel it I felt the recent full moon and obviously because yeah when the full moon happens like the the level of the the, the ocean level rises and we're made up of 70% water so of course we're going to feel some kind of way like our body's made up of 70% so yeah the emotions are going to be high and all of that is there but what I feel has worked so beautifully is always coming to the present moment and saying what's alive and present within you right now yes so I look at where your feet are right now before you know where you're going to go right yeah. now right now is the only real thing we have everything yes. else is an illusion right the future is an illusion control is an illusion mm -hmm. the world's best astrologers could not predict COVID-19 so we know that we know control doesn't exist it's like there's no no such thing as I know it all or I know too much so I'm gonna safeguard myself I think at the end, end of the day I think surrender and being open and doing the work will take you a really long way Kind of staying on that topic of themes, what are some common roadblocks that your clients experience? You know, I know there are a lot of people that are coming in not to just celebrate that life is so great, right? They want something to change. Yeah. So the common roadblock is it's like I'm ready for the change and I'm ready to do the work, but I'm also extremely, I have crippling fear and anxiety about the unknown mm -hmm. right so I think it's like being in the purgatory between really wanting it so badly but also having so much fear because they don't know what freedom looks like I literally had a client walk in and say I want it so much but I have no idea what that looks like and I'm really scared because she had not experienced freedom she, she didn't know what that felt like in her body so in terms of themes I feel like that is something which I run across, like come across like so much with my clients, which is like wanting and desiring a different outcome, but also fearing the different outcome because the different outcome is so different from what they've experienced all their lives. So what happens is sometimes they're in, in the middle and they feel the trauma pulling them back and then they feel the transformation pulling them forward. <laughs> And then sometimes it's like they're in the middle and they're being stretched. And I, I tell them, you're being stretched right now. What do you what do you want to do? The trauma what? is familiar, but the trauma is not what the universe wants for us. The universe wants us to take that leap of faith into the unknown. Exactly. Um, you know, be the fool, you know, to, to, to talk in tarot terms and see that new, that, that new way of being that higher self yeah. rather than being trapped in the ego, you know, and the let's poke at why let's poke at why. Yeah. No, absolutely. And if you guys don't mind, I, I want to share something personal that happened to me, which probably can help people that are listening to this is in 2020, um, you know, I was going through a separation. And Ryan, you know this, you've been there with me throughout this, you know, and at that time, you know, a lot of things were happening, COVID was happening, you know, people couldn't go out and businesses were being shut down. And there's just so many things which were collectively feeling stuck. And I was feeling stuck in a relationship that I was really unhappy with. And so the thing is, I was stuck, and I could not see light at the end of the tunnel. I could not see how it could be better because there was no proof for me there was not no evidence for me to see that how it could be better and how i can be happier and things like that and then you know like like what you said uh christine it's like i became the fool meaning fool in the tarot card which is like i was like you know what god universe whatever you believe in it's like i don't know how this is going to happen but i'm going to surrender 
and be really humble and say that I don't know enough and I'm ready to be guided in a way that I have never been guided before. And then when I said that, opportunities started opening up. It just started because I fully had claimed that I was ready and I, I literally put the ego in my pocket and I said, nope, not today. <laughs> you know, and I said, I mean, it, I think a lot of humility is, is really important to go to that depth of healing. You know, saying that I know, but I probably don't know that much. So I'm ready to explore what the universe has to show me even more. And, you know, when I stepped into that, my life changed. My life changed for good and it changed so beautifully. And, you know, I, I look back and I see that girl and I'm like, whoa, like she was scared. <laughs> she was she was really scared and she had no idea. So I, I know if you're scared and you're listening to this, let let me be an evidence that it can happen. And I think it's important, you know, I mean, a lot of people want to reach for the light, you know, and they, and they don't want to do the work necessary to get there, but we have to, we have to somehow process that, that darkness, whatever the trauma is, whatever it is, you know, that shadow, do that shadow work. I'm just using different forms of, of, you know, uh, ways of talking about it, ways of uh, addressing it. Um, you can call it shadow work. You can call it whatever you want, but you have to go through that darkness. You have to acknowledge it. You have to take a look at it and look it in the eyes. And before you can come to the other side, like you did, you know, right. you did that. Yeah. And it's almost, you know, it's so beautifully you said that. And shadow work is the main thing I actually do with my clients because I had to do shadow work. Mm -hmm. And to reflect back into what you were saying, the secret and the law of attraction and all of these things, it's it's <laughs> not going to talk negatively about anyone here, but it's like it's not an approach for everyone, you know, and that's why I like to guide, you know, people through shadow work. Because it's, I give them the example of a closet and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it in this podcast, right? It's like, okay, you have a closet full of clothes, right? And you are saying, I don't like anything that I own and I'm ready to go to Macy's and get some more new clothes. I'm ready to go shopping and get some more new clothes. Well, my question to you is, okay, you're going to get the new clothes. Where are you going to put it? Mm -hmm. You don't have space. Yeah. Your closet is stuffed. What are you going to do? So I think clearing and shadow work, when you clear that, when you clear what doesn't serve, what doesn't belong, what doesn't feel good, what's not in alignment, mm -hmm. automatically manifestation is on autopilot. It starts. Absolutely. You don't need to even do law of attraction. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Like I've had clients manifest all kinds of stuff when they start clearing things. Yeah. It, it works but, like the law of gravity, doesn't it? You don't have to like press a button for gravity to work. It does. It, it requires that acknowledgement. It, it requires being willing to go into that closet and start pulling the stuff out that you don't like and get rid of it. It's what you were saying about getting rid of, what did you call it? The law of the vacuum? Oh, vacuum. Yep. Oh, vacuum. <laughs> exactly. You have to take that stuff out of the closet before you can put new stuff in stuff that is in alignment, you know, and do it in an authentic way. Exactly. That's so important. You said beautifully like authentic way and authenticity requires courage. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult. I had to take a good look in the mirror and say, you don't have any self-worth, you know, to myself. I should, I, I had to do that for myself and say, your self sense of self is not your sense of self anymore. Right? A, Your sense of confidence is non-existent right now. I had to look myself in the mirror and I had to say these really harsh truths. People talk about saying positive affirmations. Well, guess what? <laughs> I didn't do that. I had to come in terms with brutal honesty on what was alive and present within me at that time. And it was suffering. It was suffering. And I had to come to terms with that. And I'm so glad I came to terms with that because that is what shaped my life and turned everything around. Yeah, I, I was just struck by kind of the dynamic that people, when they get into an avoidant posture, mm -hmm. they don't want to look at it. You know, mm -hmm. I guess we could call that spiritual bypassing in a way, oh, yeah. which is this very seductive and also self-destructive toxic pattern 
people are more concerned about appearing to sort of have things together rather than allowing what's underneath the surface to be seen. And this is something that is just really amplified, I think, by social media. And I see a lot of people really putting out the best parts of themselves, or at least creating the illusion that there are the best parts of themselves that are out there. And they're really concerned about likes and attention, and all of it's a bit fleeting and leaving us unsatisfied um, or dissatisfied with life. And mm -hmm. so we look in the mirror and we go, yeah, I don't have any confidence. Why is that? And it's like, well, maybe because you're comparing yourself to people that aren't you, mm -hmm. maybe because you're stuck in a little bit of a cycle right now of looking at everybody else and wanting something that you don't have and not looking inward, but rather maybe slipping into a victim mindset. Oh, I don't have this thing. I mean, there's so many different kind of flavors of how spiritual bypassing can manifest. It's, it's like, I think what I'm hearing both of you say is it's like, we're not paying attention to what's inside of us. It's that fear, as you say. And so people come to you. So that's now we're full circle, right? It's like people oh, come yeah. to you and they really want change. And there's this resistance to change. It might make things look different than they are now. Yeah. Right. I think, I think, you know, uh, it's so beautiful. You said that. And yes, this is completely a full circle. And, you know, I don't know if you guys um, read this book. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah, and, that's the, that's the old, that's like, going back to there. Yeah. It's like an oldie and a golding, yeah. you know, and there is a line the author says in that is that you have to have a burning desire for a better outcome. Mm. And I've seen that when, when clients have that, oh my God, the transformation is, mm. is so efficient and quick yeah. right mm -hmm. so i that desire like the burning desire for some people it comes through um looking at other people for some people it comes through extreme suffering for some people it comes when they hit rock bottom you know for some people it comes when they see other people doing things you know it's inspired by someone else but wherever it comes from doesn't matter if you have that and you're open, I feel like the universe is very generous. It is. It is. Yeah, I was going to say, as a coach, I I wait for that. Yeah. There are people that, you know, they sign up for a package and they're excited and everything and not like in a voyeuristic way, but I'm just, we, we wait for that rock bottom moment, don't we? Not out of judgment or piety or like, yep. oh, I'm looking down on them. It's more like, yep, I've been there and I knew it's going <laughs> to, you just wait, the pain will be your teacher. And then when you experience enough suffering to motivate you, you'll move. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And you're willing to do the work. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think deep down, I think we're motivated more by fear than love. If you think about it, you know, it's like, if you don't buy this product, then this is going to happen. You know, if you don't sign up for this, then this is going to happen. People are very intrinsically motivated by fear. You know, when the suffering hits, when the rock bottom hits, the fear is really high. And then that's the, that acts as a primary motivator, you know? So it's, it's, it's sometimes for some people, it has to be that, you know, yeah. some people are more stuck when they're, you know, wanting a change, but they're not that sad. I hate to use that word, but you know, they're, they've not gone through that much, you know, they're kind of in between and really skeptical. And I feel like that can cause a lot of resistance, but even for them, I feel like if you're open, if you surrender and say, there is definitely something else, I may not know what it is, but I'm ready to explore and, and, you know, be guided. I think transformation can just about happen for anyone. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with that. You know, and I think that different people have different uh, um, sort of levels of vulnerability at levels of um, resilience. Uh, so, you know, what might be one person's bottom may not be another person's bottom, you know, and, and I, kind of, I feel like there's a connection there also to each of us being unique 
you know, you brought that up early on about how different people respond to different treatments, different healing modalities, you know, different people, we, we all, and we all have unique gifts as well. And we all have our own unique way of going through this stuff. There are some universals, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all need to feel that desperation, right. Mm -hmm. Um, in order to at least initially do the breakthrough to be able to start changing, uh, you know, but it could look different for all of us. So I think that's really interesting. And I love how we all have unique stories that are parallel. You know, there are, like I said, some universal things that we all kind of go through on that road, but wow, it's really everybody's individual story is so fascinating. I was just thinking, Christine, okay, now this is like another major full circle moment. This is so crazy. (laughs) Christine has a lot of folks that she works with in her personal training world that are cancer survivors, or they're coming to her specifically because she has a specialized training and working with folks who are healing from cancer or going through that (laughs) process. And I'm thinking about now bridging what you said, Minu, with sometimes it's the hitting the rock bottom and that like pit of fear is that primal motivator. What mm-hmm. is more primal of a fear than, than mortality? And sometimes mm-hmm. that's people's, you know, that's their catapult into another chapter in their life is healing from that. Wow. So I'm curious, Christine, do you experience that? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I, I do. And um, I, you know, with that side of, of what I do, um, a lot of times I don't explicitly, you know, talk to my uh, cancer clients my, um, about healing, but I do, I, do, I do kind of do a little, you know, energy stuff with them as I work with them, because every time I touch somebody, right? There's an exchange of energy. Um, and there, and there is that kind of a relationship. So, uh, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because I do have clients who will be like, you totally healed my shoulder and, you know, no, no doctor could do anything for me. And yet working with you and, you know, and part of it is, you know, the techniques that I use, but part of it also is a little, little hands-on stuff. So the people who are open to it, I talk about them with it. And those who maybe aren't, I don't have to talk to them about it. You know, I'm basically sending, you know, loving intentions to them for healing and, um, you know, and, and that, that's what we're all doing here, I think on some level. So it's really cool. Yeah. Well, me, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invoke this not to like torture you, but it's something that we haven't talked about on our podcast before, but it's such a kind of big part of spirituality and yet sort of overlooked a lot in the Western world, but talk to us about numerology and talk to us about your your family and your background with that. So, yeah, it's so interesting uh, because it's like, when you say talk about numerology, it's like, for me, it's like, oh, talk about my childhood. And the reason I say that is because from the time I, I had consciousness or I had awareness, let's say when I was like three or four, it, the numerology basically started there. It's like, okay, which date should we enroll her in school? And, you know, like everything, like everything, the house number, the date we start school, the date we, you know, everything was timed. And, you know, it was just so integrated in the family that it it feels almost like it's ingrained in my life rather than a practice, right? It's like, so obviously, I I don't know if, yeah, you haven't talked about this. So my grandfather was like a world-renowned numerologist. And he wrote this book called Science of Fortune, which is based on the Chaldean system of numerology. So basically, that's where the lineage kind of came in. And then, you know, my dad learned from him and then my uncle learned from him and my uncle practices back home, back in India. And he has a full time 
business where he does it. And sometimes, you know, I practice with my clients internationally um, when they're looking for a change and looking for alignment. So I feel like numbers itself carry a lot of potency and they have the power to influence our thoughts, our energies, our lives, they have a lot of influence. And it's also about what you put into it, right? It's like, it's it's going to have as much as an influence, as much as your faith and belief in it too. So that's also something I want to add to it. <laughs> yeah. So cool, fun fact for everybody, the day, the number of the day you are born on has significance. Yes. And guess what? Minu is a six. You're the 15, right? Because you're born yep. on the 15. I'm a six because I was literally born on the six. But guess what? Christine is also a six. <laughs> she was born <laughs> on the 24th. And so sixes are the number of love, harmony, teachers, healing. We're the people out there doing this spiritual work. So is it any wonder that we all wound up doing this? So there is some really mystical power behind numbers and when you're actually born now the other thing that has importance i think is and me correct me if i'm wrong it's you add up all of the numbers of your entire birth date correct right yeah that's the destiny number so in, in shaldian system we call it the main number which is the date you're born and then if it's 17 then you add up like one plus seven if it's 15 it's one plus five that's the main date you're born and then the destiny number is you add the date the month and the year and bring it all down to a single digit. So that becomes like your destiny number. So both these, you know, have a lot of effect and significance in your life. But the main number is like dictating a lot of the conscious side of you. And, you know, the destiny number is dictating more of the subconscious. And it kind of shows up in the later part of your life is, you know, what my grandfather liked to educate clients on. Yeah. So there's different types of numerology but Chaldean numerology is the one that he practiced. Right. And um, what I also find to be the most accurate for people. Yeah. So I just think it's so cool to think of the world in a different way. It People sometimes see the world through astrology, like what's your sun sign? But to think that there literally are people who have an intuitive ability to read people just based off of their numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when you did my numerology reading, I made Minu do a numerology reading for me. <laughs> and it was so much fun because she was literally telling the story of my life. And she was just sitting there looking at my numbers. She didn't even look up at me. And then she was telling me foods that I like. So she was like, <laughs> she was like, nuts and pears are really good and I'm like literally looking to my left into the pantry and they're like all these like cans <laughs> of pears and like I have all the mixed nuts like peanuts and almonds and all this stuff I'm like oh, how do you know this so yeah. what does it mean that what number am I since I like hate vinegar oh that's so <laughs> funny that's so funny well that's I'm sure there must be something like yeah, that's a, that's a toughie but I remember my reading with Ryan it was so cool and then I was like Ryan you're a six I'm a six I'm not gonna judge you we are bougie people and we like nice things that's it reading is done it's true, <laughs> it's true. we just do we have finer you know we have taste for the finer things <laughs> yeah yeah so I feel like there's a lot of accuracy to it you know like numbers definitely carry a lot of power and a lot of intention goes into that. And, you know, and, and you're telling that you're saying that I did it like my granddad doesn't have to look at anyone's numbers. He looks at their body language mm -hmm. and he'll be like, I know what he is. And it's just there. It's <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I also <laughs> remember um, that seeing angel numbers, that was another thing that we would riff on like in, and I would see 1111 or 222 or whatever. Right. And those also carry special meanings too, don't they? No, absolutely. I feel like all of that, all the messages, everything carries, you know, a meaning. I think what we need to do more is to just be open for what the meaning is, because what happens is there's just so much information on the internet and where people say, this is what it means. This is what it should be. So what happens is people want to feel comfort. So sometimes they end up creating stories on what it could mean, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I think it's really important to be open and say, okay, I'm, I'm seeing 11, 11. 
what exactly am I going through right now? Or what am I trying to get out of, right? And not create any story or meaning to it and say, okay, the universe is clearly responding to me. Like the guides are clearly responding to me. So this is amazing. And just take it and, and go in a path that they are going or we're going even before, you know, they saw the numbers because not numbers are a sign for you to just say, keep going. I got you. Keep going. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The universe like communicates that. in numbers, right? Absolutely. And I feel like everything, like I said, everything has value to it. Everything carries meaning to it. And it, it comes to, can I believe in this while still owning my personal power? Mm-hmm. That's a different, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but you know what I mean? Though? Like, yeah, I, I get you 100% on that. I love that because, you know, in one sense, we have control over nothing. And in another sense, we have control over everything. So how do you... How do you bring those two facts together? You know, right? You know, yeah. That's a that's so a, that's a whole philosophical philosophical conversation that we can have. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's such a great conversation. I actually uh, to reflect on that. Right? It's like personal power and the signs and everything. It's like I actually had a client that came to me um, because she had a tarot reading and uh, the cards had. Basically, the reader had told her that, okay, this is not time for you to get a new job. But she desperately wanted a new job because she was really struggling in the current job that she was in. So she came to me like very conflicted and she was like, I got this reading, and but I want this. I said, okay. I said, what's true in a life for you right now? Like right now. And then she said, I really want to apply for a job. I said, okay, do it, <laughs> you know, like, do it. You have to take it. Do it, just do it. And then she did it and then she got the job and she likes it. So, and then, you know, she went into a whole thing and she was like, so was the reading wrong? Was this wrong? And you know, that there's just so many things we can get into it. It's like, everything is alive. Everything is true. But then interpretation is a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we both enjoy like human design, right? We right. Both that. And I remember when I told my son about it, he hated the idea. He was like, I don't like the fact that, that my life is, it says that, you know, that, that it can predict all these things about me. And I said, well, that's not exactly what it's saying. And I feel like this is true of many things like this. What, what it is, is it's like your DNA. Okay. We have DNA. We know that our DNA, you know, has certain, uh, put certain limits on what we can do. We have a potential, right, that we can choose to meet or choose not to meet, right? It's the same with human design and what that has to say about who we are and what our path is, okay? We can fight. We don't have to. We don't have to. We have total control. We can choose to go down a completely different road and 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 that and that's okay and then you know and then things are going to happen and maybe it'll work out well I don't know but I love having a little guidance (laughs) I think I think it's amazing that you said that I think at the end of the day it is really up to us Mm -hmm. right it's like I always like to use the word pure potentiality when I'm giving readings it's like whether it's astrology, whether it's numerology, whether it's human design, it's like the there is pure potentiality that this is possible in, in your reality. How you want to press the 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 brake or the accelerator is up to you. Mm-hmm. Where you want to do that is up to you. But but this is what it says overall, yeah. right? It's like how do you want to integrate it and do you want to integrate it? And that's still, I feel like there's a lot of free will that still comes into play in all of that. Mm-hmm. Complete. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and when you talk about the the tarot reading that, that seemed to not be accurate, that tarot reading, the, the reader could have been reading, you know, being influenced by energy from her, her doubt in herself that was coming out in the reading. So there's lots of reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean that the reader was wrong or inaccurate. It was you know, it could have just been an exchange of energy that was going on. So there's lots of, lots of reasons that that could have happened. So 
Right. No, absolutely. No, that there is, like I said, it, it can be, like you said, it can be influenced by environment, moods, you know, picking up on the other person's energy. There is just so much to it, right? And I feel like we're all blessed because we have all these tools as guidance. But mm -hmm. I think the most biggest guidance is spirit. It's yeah. always coming back to you. Mm -hmm. What's alive and present in me that 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 needs to happen right now, that I feel right now, that I know is real right now. I think there's just so much freedom when we just come to it. And meditation, of course, full circle, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> meditation it led me to it. I think it leads everyone to it. If they incorporate it, it, it just gets you in touch with spirit. Yeah. I mean, another can be accurate, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. Let's be honest, Mino, I've predicted a few things for you, yeah. you know, including your significant other. Like, saw them in my mind's eye, knew when the relative time frame you were going to meet them, knew things about them that I, oh, yeah. I would have no way of knowing. So, mm -hmm. readings really can be accurate. But the oh, reason yeah. that it manifested is because mm -hmm. your energy was a match vibrationally to the positivity of that experience. Yes. If it wasn't, it would have been pushed out into 2029 until you decided, mm -hmm. okay, I'm ready for it. <laughs> exactly. It's, so that's so beautiful. You said that there's so many things in play, right? It's like so many aspects all need to come together. And I think it's just beautiful, the synchronicities that come when, you know, the reader is present, the person that's getting the reading is present and they're open. So many things, beautiful things can happen. Yeah, I, I think that another full circle thing, I think that one of the most difficult things to do when we're working on moving through something and changing uh, and is to step aside from our ego, you know, because our ego wants to maybe go in a direction that's not the best choice for us. And putting that aside, stepping aside and saying, okay, what is, what is, what is the best path? What is the right path? Not the path that my ego necessarily wants, but the path that, that serves the higher good. Uh, that's really hard. That's really hard to do. Yeah, that, that is, that is very hard to do because what, what we're essentially saying is like, let go of control. And I feel like everybody thrives because they believe in the illusion of control because mm -hmm. it's not real and letting go of that. It's, it's a scary experience, right? Because we are like, we are here to be alive. So I think a part of the survival response kicks in and says, Oh no, we're trying to keep you alive. So the ego, a little bit of ego is necessary for us to be alive, but too much of it is what really I feel like keeps us stuck. Yeah. You know, that phrase, the devil, you know, is better the devil. Than you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That is the ego's theme song because right. even if what's familiar is you sitting in a pit of fire, if that's what you know, and that's, what's familiar, that's what the ego wants to keep you in mm -hmm. because you'd rather get burned by the fire here than maybe take a step outside the pit and there's a nuclear bomb. You right. Know? I mean, there's like always something that worse could happen if you do this, that, or the other, but also, man, something beautiful and incredible could happen. And right. sometimes it takes a healer or a coach that has been through the darkness, just like you have, that can be a nice, they can be patiently observant and they can witness your healing with you, but they can also be a little poker, a little prod in the right direction to help check that ego. And I think we all need that. I need that. Like coaches need that. Yes, Absolutely. we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And the only reason I know that, by the way, because I'm not sitting up in my ivory tower, it's because I've experienced it. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, that, that is the, the full humility. I mean, there's no, I'm greater than you or anything like that. So yeah. no, absolutely. I think, I think that's also because you gave yourself energetic permission to be cracked open full yeah. circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I was, I was talking to a client. This is somebody I've been working with for like three years. And when mm -hmm. I first met them, I told them, cause they were telling me all these things that they, again, what they wanted and they were just really struggling to get to where they wanted to go. And I said, well, how many times are you willing to fail? Mm. How many times are you willing to fail? So powerful. It, might, it might take a few more times. 
And can you be okay with that? Can you surrender and accept that and be okay with it? And they thought, oh, wow, yeah, I might not get this right the next try just because I've hired a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, right. but I will go to the depths with you, my friend, and I'll yes. walk, I'll, hand, I'll hold your hand through it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yes, um, so. that is so true. That is so true. That is exactly what I say to my clients. It's a, I'll say that it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. You will thank yourself for it. It's going to be peeling. It's like going to be peeling the layers of an onion and you're going to discover things about yourself. That's going to blow your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then, and then uh, I, I'll always say it's not a bed of roses, but it is going to transform everything. If you just, if you're just here and your willingness is more than enough. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people just blossom, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. And I think it's like the process of it, right? And Brian, you talked about this. It's like the process of it is not pretty. No. Right. And so when it's not pretty, I feel like people you know, judge that and they may get intimidated by how that looks or how messy that can look. And they might think, okay, I'm not happy. So I don't think this is working. Right. But actually a lot of things are clearing Mm -hmm. when all that stuff is coming up. Right. It's almost, I'll say that, let it come through you and then go out of you is the, is the word I use with my clients. Let it come through you and move out of you. Because if it's not coming through you, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're, if, if you're not feeling things, that's a problem. I mean, I, I know from personal experience, I know from going through, you know, a lot of my life, not feeling, not crying, not doing any of that. That's not normal. It's exactly. Normal. It's normal to cry. It's normal to have feelings about things. So, you know, that's something that we got to remind our clients and remind, you know, and our friends and family too, you know, it's okay. It's okay to have strong feelings about things and to process them because that's the only way to set that stuff aside and move into a new chapter. Right. Because it's so beautiful. You said that because it's like the emotions are never the problem. Your the judgment that you have about your emotions is the problem. Yeah. Emotions mm-hmm. are never the problem. Emotions are just energy in motion. Mm-hmm. And energy doesn't like to stay, it likes to move. And movement comes through, like we talked about, so many ways. And you know, if people acknowledged that, okay, human experience cannot be bypassed. <laughs> you can't, you can like not be a human. No. You can't bypass a human experience Mm -hmm. right and I feel like the more we acknowledge the human experience the faster or the deeper the healing process can happen yeah I think that our culture has a lot to do with us feeling like we have if we're not happy all the time there's something wrong with us uh because that that's not reality you you cannot selectively numb the emotions that you don't want to feel isn't it interesting that the universe has set it up such that that doesn't physiologically even work? No. Right? You either feel them all or you don't get to feel any of them. So <laughs> I can either have this joy and this beauty and this happiness that I so long for, or I can go drink myself into an oblivion or do what Ryan's toxic pattern is, is like, <laughs> I'm going to go get some chips and queso. yeah i'm blessed i don't struggle with alcohol but like i have this other you know so like everybody has their numbing thing yeah i can either numb out the stuff that i don't want to feel and also lose the joy happiness and manifestations alongside with it Mm -hmm. or i can just be open to accepting feeling the entire range of all of it because you that's life that's all of it it's you you really do actually want to experience all of it Mm-hmm. That's so true. And you said it so powerfully and so beautifully. The another example that I like to give my clients is, you know, whenever they sign up to work with me, whether that's two months or five months or three months, whatever that looks like, the one question I ask them is, are you willing to be a child? And I ask them that because children, right, children are 
very happy people, like very, very joyful people. They're very present, right? When they go to a supermarket, they cry, they throw a temper tantrum. And then in the next 10 minutes, they're so happy. They give you a big hug and they love so big. And they're just joyful, present beings. And I'll just be like, can you give permission to yourself to be a child just for the next few months, just as I am talking to you, coaching you through this, and we're going to go through a lot together. Are you willing to do that with me and give me an opportunity to see how everything changes for you? And then that is just, it's just like an energetic permission, right? To step into our inner child. It's just to be, like you said, Brian, it's the most natural thing. Well, my friend, it has been such a joy. I'm going to use that word. It's been such a joy to have you. And we have just had such an incredible conversation. I hope for those who have stuck in with us and uh, uh, hung in there with us and listened to this to, to the end. I mean, I just, I hope you're walking away with at least a dozen little nuggets really quickly. I know that we're co-simultaneously like getting this podcast out, but tell us a little bit about for our folks where they can find you and uh, if they want to maybe inquire about working with you. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, thank you so much, Ryan and, you know, Christine for holding space, you know, for this beautiful conversation, because I just feel like we could keep talking forever. And <laughs> we just have so much to talk about. And I you know, thank you for letting me, you know, talk about how I go through these processes with my clients. I feel like anybody that can relate to it, great, why not? Right? Let's work together, right? So uh, you can find me in Transcend Into Wellness. So that's my podcast handle. And you can find me in Transcendence by Minu in Instagram and transcendencebyminu.com is my website. If you want to read more about me, you know, why I do what I do and, you know, clients and testimonials and all that stuff, obviously if we're meant to work together, if it's aligned for us, I believe that it'll happen because there is no stopping the universe, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And Christine and I will include our information as we always do in our show notes. Well, thank you so much, my friend. I've just had a blast. And thank you to everyone else for joining us and being a part of the podcast. Well, this was great. You. Yes. Thank you so much, Vino. This has been so fun. We seem to be on the same, vibing on the same level here. <laughs> Aren't we all always, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you to everybody for tuning in and joining us, and we will see all of you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transcend Into Wellness podcast. If this episode resonated with you or served you in any way, big or small, make sure to share it on your social media and tag me at Transcendence by Minu. I always love to be a part of any breakthroughs you have. Namaste.